Welcome everybody to another episode of Out of Character with Jupiter Sanders and today I want to talk about gender hopping and I'll get into what that means in a moment but first let's introduce our guests. I have the regular criminals here, Bamps and Oz. Thank you. I prefer to be an irregular criminal. <laughs> I don't know about that. And I have Zakara joining us and Zakara reached out specifically wanting to know when this episode was going to record. I believe due to my comments that I made on the role-playing episode that he listened to. So thank you, Zakara. Hello. Hello. So gender hopping. Bamps, uh, I know, I, I think I wanted you here because you do this a lot. You are a man. Yes. But when you role-play and you make characters, you tend to make women, female characters. I would argue that it is just the breadth of characters that you have seen. However, I definitely acknowledge that I go like 60-40, maybe even like 70-30. Uh, did you figure out the math like I had requested? No. No? Okay. But you're you're doing a, a rough estimate, 60-40, 70-30. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot of male characters that I have played that you never had the pleasure of meeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, next February does mark our fourth friendiversary. <clears throat> so obviously, I have not known you your entire life or your entire gaming career. So of course, I do not know the breadth of all the characters you've ever played. Truth. I love the friendiversary thing. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I just love to keep track for him. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> she only does it because of how much it makes me groan. Yes. <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> So, so you do, you do typically, from my experience playing games with you, listening to games, you do typically make a female character. And not only that, when you play a female character, either as an NPC or as a PC, you are good. Like you're good at playing a female character. Thank you. It's really like upsetting because I don't think I play a female character as well. I mean, there's a lot of things you don't do as well as I do. <laughs> that is very true. So... Wow. <laughs> wow. No snap. Shots fired. Holy crap. No, no. I know my place. <laughs> and uh, and Zakara, I know in the role-playing uh, episode, I had alluded to the fact that you had made a female character with, with a, a backstory that touched on abuse and uh that you you role play that character well but that was kind of a, a something that in in somebody else's hands could have gone horrifically wrong do you typically play female characters because again for you i think i've known you i've seen maybe three or four characters and the majority have been female do you are you majority female pc I think up until recently, I played primarily male characters. I was one of these people um, that was of the belief that if, um, especially when I'm GMing a table and I don't know the people at the table, that if I would prefer that you play your specific gender or... Who you are. Yeah, who you are. Not yeah. because, like you said, people who gender swap, sometimes that goes really badly and gets really cringe. Luna, who's the character you were talking about, mm -hmm. 
was actually one of my first characters I've ever made that is female. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've discussed this with you before. Luna was a character who originally started out as a male. And through the process of making her, because I wanted to have... This is a Shadowrun character. I wanted to have this horrific background. I didn't feel like I could make a male character vulnerable enough to portray that that kind of brokenness that she is. So, so Luna was became a female, and it was actually rather. I think I also had a conversation with you about, hey, I'm not sure this is mm-hmm. that I can portray this. I'm I'm afraid mm-hmm. to. To put this forward, there's some stuff I want to explore here, but I'm afraid that I'm not going to do it justice. And we had a we had a comment, we had a bit of a conversation about that before I even submitted the character. So I was very careful, and yes, Luna had a background of lots of abuse, and that was that was the point of the character. I wanted to explore that kind of recovery kind of thing. So and since then, I have like dipped my toes in. I've played several female characters in RPGs. So it's it's I would say my my ratio is much higher but than than Bamps, but recently I would say that ratio is more fifty fifty. So it's something I, I sometimes go to and sometimes don't. Okay. And Oz? What about you? Do you I don't think you I think I've only heard in, in tales of you playing one female character. I don't know. If uh, you skew that way, that that you play predominantly female characters, you play predominantly male. Uh, talking in a tabletop setting, which this is out of character, obviously we are. I have played in my life three female characters. Hmm. So you can call it probably about 2%. And one of those characters I did not actually get to play. That was a joke character. I'll get into that later. I had one that was on a podcast with Bams. He remembers that one. We we keep reusing her all over the place because it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then I had a third one who actually was a, a sheet that was handed to me that was a male character that was gender dysphoric. And so through the campaign she actually became a female character. Okay. Okay, and Bamps, you had a clarification? So my 60-40 is, uh, or 70-30 is, big number is the female number. Yeah, I, I, I took that, yeah. Well, then Zakara was saying how percentage wasn't as high, and then I got the confusion that maybe he thought that I meant the other way. Oh. No, I thought I thought you meant the seventy forty. You play more female than male. Okay. I would say my ratio is definitely skewed the other way, but not recently. Mm-hmm. Recently, it's probably yeah. more fifty fifty. So, <laughs> All right, I just wanted clarity for the record. Absolutely, I want it noted for the record. What you meant absolutely. What about you? What's your ratio like? You know what. I've been thinking about that, and all the characters, if I know the people I'm playing with well, it's female. But since I've gone to online games, it's, I'll start at, start out playing male characters, but if I get to know the table, and I have a chance to make another character at some point, or I know the people well from just conversing and talking, and we decide to start a game, 
I'll play female. I tend to play my gender because I just, I don't want to have to pretend to be something. I'm, I'd rather play what I know, but even then, who knows? But if I don't know the table, I think I, I do this. And I think a lot of women, female players do this. If you don't know the table, you're going to play a male character because then you're pretty sure nobody else is going to hit on you at the table in character. Or they're not going to make it weird. Or they're not going to say anything that's cringy. So you you tend to play a male character thinking you're going to shut off a lot of avenues of, you know, weirdness that can occur at a table. But typically, I prefer to play a female character just because to me it's easier. Sakar, you had something to add? I have a, I have a couple of female friends who play tabletop RPGs. One of them plays exclusively male characters mm-hmm. for many of the reasons that you just described. She doesn't want to deal with, well, I'm playing, a, I'm a female playing a female character, so all the male characters in the group are going to hit on me, and I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. And that is an awful thing. I don't see that much in the groups that I play with anymore because I purposely weed those kinds of people out. Yeah. But yeah, there there is definitely, especially like even getting into video games, a lot of women who play MMOs play male characters to to avoid the ridiculousness that happens when somebody finds out you're a female in a in a game. It's, yeah. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. Video games are its own weird thing. I I know why a lot of men play female characters in video games is because if I'm gonna stare at the TV. I would rather look at a female body shape than a male body shape. I don't agree with that statement, but we're not talking about that. Though. I know a lot of people. I know that is, I think in my research, uh, like, like that is the number one reason you see why men play female characters in video games. I think that's a cop-out, actually. But, you know, cop-out? Fair enough. Okay. I yeah. empirical <laughs> evidence to countermand that. Okay. I... <laughs> what do you have? What is your evidence? So this might be part of the reason why... Most of my tabletop characters are also female. But back in the olden days, in the formative years of my gaming, there was Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall. Towards the mid-slash-late game, there were enemies that were called seducers. They were they were succubi, right? Mm-hmm. And if you played a male character, they could use a charm spell on you, and you'd be like, okay. But because this is, you know, fuck, like 30-something years ago now... AI wasn't very good. So the mob would aggro you, it would charm you, and since you're now charmed, it no longer drops aggro, so you start walking back like as the monster resets. And it's like, well, shit. Now I'm going to end up who knows where, the the game's going to go screwy, and I don't know what's going to happen. But if you click female at character creation, mm-hmm. they can't use that ability on you at all. Okay, so you're saying the the, the game industry conditioned you Hold on. <laughs> Fallout 2. There were a couple of instances where if you were a female character, you could just bypass certain obstacles. One of them was a super mutant. It was like, <laughs> pretty lady. You could just bypass that. Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. Uh, you have to prove to yourself that you're, the main character is a reincarnation of some Elder God thing. You gotta... Uh, get approval from different factions. And if you go to the one, it sends you off on this quest. But if you go to that one as a female, the person in charge whose approval you have to get is like, that's hilarious that you were reincarnated as a female. Approval granted. That's ridiculous, actually. 
And continuing on, female <laughs> Shepard's voice actor, way better than male female uh, Commander Shepard. I will uh, I will comment on that specifically, because this is where that conversation, a lot of the, well, if I'm going to stare at a woman's body, I'm going to stare at, is Mass Effect. A lot of people play Fem Shep, and you hear that a lot. But I feel like... Jennifer Hale crushes that performance. He does. And... I bounced off Mass Effect really hard when I first played it. It's easily one of my favorite games of all time. When I first played Mass Effect, I played as Male Shepard. I bounced off that game really hard because I couldn't get past Male Shepard. He was too dude bro for me. And it, I just couldn't click with the character. Like a year later, I went back and played the game and I tried the female version. The game is way different. There's a different feel, a different kind of atmosphere. And it was a much better game, in my opinion. So... Take that as you will. Interesting. Con continue on to World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, Burning Crusade? No, it wasn't Burning Crusade. What was the Blood Elf Drain Eye expansion? That was oh, Burning God. Crusade. It was Burning Crusade. My apologies. <laughs> I made a female Blood Elf character for two reasons. One, one of the jump animations is a spin, and it's fun to spin. Two, the male Blood Elf character looks like ass. Secondarily, to play around with the alliance sides, I made a female drain eye because the male drain eye looks like a triangle on hooves. Mm -hmm. Like they're just atrocious looking characters by compare, mm -hmm. like when you compare the two. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, but again, those are video games. That's a completely different animal rather than RPGs. So we know that you guys do that. I do it. I, I'll jump gender. There's a reason we do it. For you guys, what's for, for so Bamps, what's the reason you do it? Does it just make sense for the character at the time in storytelling? Is it just you do you just prefer it? You like the you know, the mental visual of it? What? Oh, it really depends upon the character. I don't usually go into characters with a predetermined gender unless there is a thing. For example, in Shadowrun I made a pistol adapt because I had this silly idea because you could put a self-destruct mechanism in your gun. And it could be an explosive one that detonates like a grenade. And I had this idea because if you think of Superman, people, they shoot at him and he like whatever, and then he dodges when they throw the gun at him. So I had this hilarious idea, I, I thought it was hilarious, of a pistol adept that instead of reloading, I would throw a gun at you and it would, would explode on you. And it was just a dumb idea that floated around in my head until I saw the picture of Meryl from Trigun. Her name is or she goes by Derringer Merrill, and it's because she has literally, and I'll put the picture in the chat in a second, like a strap of Derringers that she carries. I'm talking like 25 of them. And I'm like, that's awesome, and totally fits with the goofy character idea I have. So I'm going to use that art, and that's how they became a female character. There are certain other tropes and cliches that are leaning one way or another. Like, could you imagine the basic instinct scene with a dude mm -hmm. like it just doesn't doesn't feel right could you imagine morgana as a dude i might have liked her more that's interesting that's thing fair. to say could you <laughs> if morgana had been a dude how much different would that have played out exactly we'll that's, never know that, that is interesting we'll that's interesting. never know, know. <laughs> all right oz do you have any specific reason why when you make a choice to play a female PC rather than male? 
So this is going to sound shallow, but I, I don't do it because I am not female. And I say that because I don't feel confident enough to play a gender that is not mine without seeming um i want to i want to do the role justice and i don't feel like i can like it becomes a caricature and i'm uncomfortable doing that i think that maybe why i prefer to play a female because i know that whereas i don't want to have to try to think how a guy would handle it but then most times when i play a male character i'm still just playing me it's really just an m on paper uh, <laughs> but when a man plays a a female character, we'll get into this in a in a bit. There's a lot of a lot of pitfalls that can that that surface when that happens. I think more so, and probably unjustly, when a a female player plays a male character. I think there's not as many pitfalls. Go in the opposite way, and maybe I'm wrong. And if you, if I am, please point it out to me. I think you actually are. I'm. I, yeah. Let's get back to my original question. What's the reason that you choose to do it? Is it for story reason or? It depends on the character. Like for like using Luna as an example, which is my first real big foray into gender swapping. She was a character that was supposed to have this dramatic abusive background and I couldn't make the background work for the male character. And 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 when I flipped that switch, it became a lot easier to write for. It became a lot easier to and and maybe that's and somewhat sad, I guess, like to make a character who was completely at their most vulnerable at some point in their life. I had to make a female character to wrap my head around making that work. And that's you know that's that gets into some weird places, and um, it so... does because when you made that comment earlier, I actually sat here, eyebrows raised, jaw dropped. Like, what did you just say? <laughs> I mean, it it <laughs> it became the the background. I, I'm not gonna miss words. The background involved sexual abuse, involved physical abuse, mental abuse, and because of the nature of that, I couldn't I couldn't make it work with a male character i probably could have but it was easier to to flip that switch and say it's female and then go from there and the character ends up working mind around yes that a female character enduring that rather than a male character enduring. and and i agonized over that decision for a while before that is, i actually yeah, submitted, that's, submitted, submitted that's that character a statement because on both sides you're you're basically saying those things happen to women more often, therefore it makes more sense. I, I can wrap my mind around it because that ha that's the thing. But we do know men suffer abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse mm -hmm. in relationships. And, they, and, and men can be incredibly vulnerable. Right. But your statement is like, I could not portray male vulnerability. I don't think it was, I couldn't portray male vulnerability. It was the background that I chose. Mm -hmm. The... Um, I don't want to go too much into it because there's, there's a bunch of kind of dark stuff in there. But basically, she was sold in slavery, and it's the... a Shadowrun setting, guys. Yeah, so yeah, Shadowrun setting. It's supposed to be sad. Yeah, so she was sold in slavery at a young age, and then basically treated like an object for most of her mm -hmm. young adult life. 
and it was i think um i could have done a male character but it would have the abuse would have been different what? society is is, society, is that your lifesaver society, <laughs> I mean, society. I mean, what would you I live mean, in one we yeah. do live in one. We do live we in one. I don't want to. One where men are also victims of her of atrocities and abuse. Yeah. But Tara yeah, is right. saying, I couldn't wrap my mind around it until it was a female character. And and I find that interesting. In fact, I'm not knocking him for it. I'm not saying you bastard. I'm gonna string you up. I am just fascinated by this this thought process that he said. I couldn't until I said it was a woman, and then I went, "Yes, everything fell into place." Yeah, Death and that was, and it was, it was weird, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, I had a conversation with you. I had a conversation with my wife. I had a conversation mm -hmm. with a few other friends about the character before I even submitted, because I played it on an LC. Before I even submitted that character to the LC, mm -hmm. there were several conversations about, "Is this something? Am I being?" Is this is this too too weird? Should I just scrap this and go do something else? And, and we did talk about it, but I know yeah. when we talked about it, I didn't have an issue with you doing it because I knew you wouldn't be, for lack of a better word, an asshole when right. you played it. In the hands yeah. of somebody else, it could have gone horrifically bad. Yeah, and it, it was something I was really concerned about. It was, and the fact that. The character ended up having to be female to, in order to to make work for me makes it even harder. Mm -hmm. Since then, I have made other female characters. Most of my female characters have ended up on the stronger side of the spectrum. I don't. Luna was a like kind of an edge case. I don't tend to make vulnerable characters. Mm -hmm. uh, Lissa was a character I made with my wife. We were making a couple. She wanted to play the male character, and so I ended up making a female character. Lissa is a strong character. She will punch you in the face and then pick you up and have a beer with you kind of thing. Um, characters since then, um, I've made a sorcerer or something mm -hmm. for a D&D game who was female and she's kind of in quieter but will get in your face if you need to kind of thing and i've also made male characters since then so there. your female characters have a running uh trait a uh, a trait or or something about them that connects all of them that's found in all of them they do actually what is it? most most of my female characters tend to be smaller women um oh God bless you for making it a superficial physical trait. No, 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 no. Not <laughs> let me let me finish. They tend to be smaller on the shorter side. <laughs> they tend to have similar characteristics, personality-wise. Like? Like Luna eventually becomes a bit of a brat. Liz is a bit of a is a bit of a brat. She will she will be mischievous and. <laughs> Play pranks on people. The sorcerers, similar. Those those traits tend to pop up when I play female characters. I tend to go to a place, and that's that's not great. It's something I've actually become aware of recently, and I want to. If I want to continue to play female characters, I need to do some more different things because my my personalities for my female characters tend to be similar. There are changes on depending on background and stuff, but their personalities tend to. 
fall into similar modes of how things go. So, okay, Bamps, do you have a similar trait in all of your female PCs? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I do love the, I guess the the juxtaposition of a lot of power in a small package, but that's not specific like to the female characters that I play. You know, like I'm trying to think of a good like non gaming media that is something similar to pull from. I'm I'm falling short on that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not not specifically. There are people out there who like playing with one specific theme. I am not one of those people. I enjoy a variety of different things because you know, I'm I'm a very boring person. So therefore, having all of these interesting characters that I get the chance to step into their shoes makes my life more interesting by association, I guess. That's fair. So, Oz, you don't you don't have as many gender hop stories, but when you make a female character, do you do you kind of gravitate toward a certain ideal? No. Uh, the the two times I guess that I I rolled a specifically female character for tabletop. Uh, one was already kind of formed through a series of circumstances that were frankly quite hilarious. I'm like, okay, I need to make this character now, and then that ensured that the character would never be played again. <laughs> uh, the other one, the the one for the podcast back in the days of yore. I wanted to make I, I when I whenever I make a character, I'm like, okay, I want to try this class. This is the kind of idea I'm getting. And so I had the idea for this fortune teller. Uh, she was an oracle. We were playing Pathfinder. So she was an oracle. She had the curse of tongues. She was a solar, so she was big on on travel. So she was a, a wandering fortune teller. And as I'm going through doing that, I'm like, the the only the voice in my head says this is her name. Like, what do you mean her? And the voice in my head says, no, seriously, this is her name. This is what she does. And she ended up being very brash because she's an Oracle. She can see the future. It's like, well, I'm not going to die. And then she gets run through. I'm like, not dying, but this hurts a lot. Oh no, hubris. It's amazing what you can live through. Yeah, exactly. So both of the characters were incredibly different in how they were played in their their thought processes and there wasn't really any kind of unifying theme between the two but like you said i really don't have a lot of examples to draw from but you have gm'd many a table your runner hub so you, uh -huh. you've gm'd many many a table you have seen many a player play a character opposite from what they are correct yeah Okay, so let me ask you this, because I have seen this, and it is something that I, I believe in my short time on an LC, I went, I think this is what's happening, but again, not a big enough pool to really, really like write a dissertation paper on it. I think a lot of guys, when they play a female character, I think what we're seeing in their RP is how they believe women are. It's their perception of what it is like to be a woman. So you will sometimes have that guy, that role player that will play a woman who uses manipulation and sex to get through every problem. Mm -hmm. And they just think this is what women do. It's just sex, 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 and manipulation, manipulation. That's it. 
they're uncaring about anybody or anything other than themselves. I see that. I've seen that player. I've also seen the player that is the, you know, she's a badass who can play, you know, who can shoot a gun, but she walks around in heels, cut off jeans and a bikini top. Like, I don't, what? Like, they're badasses, yet there's still this very dominant sexuality there. Um, do you, what do you see when you see men role play as women? And do you think it's, do you agree that it's their perception of what it means to be a woman? So largely I've seen the same thing. It is actually, it's, it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to leave Zakara and Bamps out of this because they are the exceptions that define the rule, but you have two types. You've got the one who, as you said, this oh, this is how they must be, but they have this really detrimental viewpoint on women. And so you get the bikini top, the cutoff shorts, and kill everything in sight. Or you've got the vamping seductress. So you've got, you've got that set there. And then the second set is you can't actually tell what gender this is because they are just... Uh, they're a cardboard box with weapons. Mm -hmm. There's there there's no personality. There's there's nothing there. It's just this is a stat block. And there is one one character in particular. Uh, I've I've talked about this character before in again the days of yore, but this character was a rigger. Uh, lived in their van, bunch of drones. Definitely on the spectrum, all they talked about was drones and guns type of thing, and was was very clearly a power gamer. And this character was my bane for like eight months. And it was only about month seven that I realized the character was female. Hmm. Because the player was so terrible about role-playing. Like, it was, it literally was, as you said, it was an F marked on the sheet. It was mm -hmm. just that player playing themselves, but as a female. Hmm. I wonder why, why make that choice then if they weren't going to RP it? I mean, they could have just as easily marked it M, or left it blank, or left it blank. Yeah, there was there was really blank. no point. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Sakara, so, you have a, a comment based on uh, my my theory. I don't think I don't think to say that um, it's always what they think women are. Sometimes it's that fantasy of what women they want. It's more terrifying. Yeah, it is Let's more terrifying. Go it's their perception, not their fantasy woman. Thank you. Wow. I mean, please. I mean, like oh. I see this. No, seriously, I see. I've oh, seen I got this, a shower uh, after the show now. Thanks. And you're welcome. I've oh. seen this on the on my LC, and I've seen this on other LCs, and it's people playing female characters who are. Well, this is this is my ideal woman kind of thing, and you get that feeling, and it feels creepy, and it feels gross because it is. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, sometimes you get people who do that, and it's not creepy and gross, but most of the time, unfortunately, that is what you get: is creepy and the oversexualized. This person wants sex all the mm -hmm. time, and will bang you for whatever reason for whenever when in reality that's that's definitely not how that works it's 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 definitely weird yeah all right well you say that it so it's either their perception of of what it means to be a female or it's 
their ideal of a female. And then we come back to you and you make women who, you know, they, they'll range obviously from broken to strong. What, what is that then? Um, is it your ideal or is it your perception? Neither. Or is it something completely different? It's something completely different. Um, Luna was an experiment. It was just an experiment in storytelling. It was experiment storytelling. I wanted to, I wanted to explore some things from my personal life in an RPG setting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've never been sold into slavery, and um, I hope not. some of the things. But I know people are there. Are people who I'm close to who have experienced kinds of abuse, mm-hmm. not to the extreme that Luna did, mm-hmm. but. And I wanted to explore and kind of do that exploration, maybe see if I could get a better feel for for how that, for how that's like. And that was an experiment in 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 storytelling. And whether for good or ill, it it, it was a thing. Yeah. Was it a success? Was it a success? Um, there are definitely things I would have done differently. Now. What did you learn from the experience of our our role playing somebody like that? It's hard. <laughs> it, what made it, it hard? It's really hard. You you, it Luna was hard sometimes to get into her head. I like to place myself into characters' heads, so I stay in character mm-hmm. during a game or a role play session or whatever. It was hard to get into Luna's head sometimes mm-hmm. and feel that pain and that terror and. To um, to accurately portray it, and I piled on quite a bit on Luna, which made it even harder on myself. Luna mm-hmm. was a runner who was afraid of the dark. She didn't like to be touched. Uh, she had mm-hmm. uh, insomnia. She was she was a mess. And mm-hmm. I piled all that on. In, if I'd done the same thing in the future, I would have done less, <laughs> less as more, because it would have been easier to not have to follow mechanics, and I could have played the the things closer to what they actually like instead of having to follow certain mechanics on certain things. Okay, well, I'm going to leave that comment alone because I could pick it apart. Um, <laughs> because, number one, when things like that happen to us, there is no one way that you react. So, therefore, when you say to accurately portray... You each individual responds differently and would react differently, and, oh, and processes that pain differently. So there mm-hmm. is no one way. So there is no one way, of course. Good. So there's no reason we're not going to get into. Uh, yeah, I, just just for um, clarity's sake, I did yeah. I I did make up a list mm-hmm. of when I made the character. There was a list of this is how she reacts to certain triggers. Yeah, and I made and, a list and of triggers and little process, reactions. Yeah. yeah, that was it's her. Not character. right or wrong. It's, yeah. just, it's just a thing. Uh, and we I'm, all I'm... do it differently. Mm-hmm. So, Bamps, do you find it easier to roleplay a female PC rather than a male PC? Uh, that's a loaded question. It entirely depends upon the PC. <laughs> As an example, okay. Bait it has never been identified one he's way or genderless. another. He's genderless. He's, he's adorable a, and genderless. He's a frog. He's a frog. He can be like, anything, according technically, to Technically, de- dependent upon the species of frog that the grung are based off of, he could switch. Yeah. You know, I learned that in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. So, like, 
in that specific situation, it's not about thinking about situations as a as a man or a woman, but as a two foot tall frog man that well frog person that is poisonous to, to touch but likes shaking people's hands and it's just a little ball of adorable angst not even angst but you know what i mean some characters are significantly more nuanced and dense just as a a baseline right like bait's not a very dense character at least not yet the friday game that i play with some friends is much more beer and pretzels that character is not dense at all you know it's really easy to just slip in there make a couple of jokes about something something involving being a, an artificer like oh you're about to start doing some some kind of intricate task here you go take one of these vitamins that are totally not steroids as i cast enhance ability on you to give you advantage on your associated checks mm-hmm. but then there's also things like bruno had some stuff he had to sort out that was you know kind of kind of more difficult especially well this will come out after the finale so um this is going to come out this friday so it will be the day after the finale okay good so if you're listening to this you should have listened to the finale already um <laughs> stop now. i haven't i haven't listened to the finale go ahead um sitting down with each of the other three cast members that were there and then having to interrogate them and come to some kind of conclusion or deal with the actions and just like everything else that was piled up prior to that. Cause at that point he has had like a day and a half of just crazy shit heaped on him. And then when he comes home and he thinks, okay, now I can get some rest. He finds out that his team has gone crazy and is sent to like root through one of his coworkers slash friends apartments find all kinds of crazy shit there and then come back to then have to interrogate them and deal with those actions like that's a lot makes it a little bit more difficult to to get into that headspace because thankfully i've never had to interrogate a a handful of my friends for for doing things that are illegal or completely off the wall (laughs) i'm so happy i made that difficult for you I know, I, right? I've so, been. so you didn't make that difficult. They made that difficult. They made it difficult, yes. right? You just gave them the rope to hang me. Yes. Well, you wanted to play Paladin. I did. <laughs> he, he's not a... Fa- well, he he's was described not. as a chaotic good Paladin. But he's, he's just trying to, to do a good thing. The criminal. The one the criminal. criminal. Not the one. No, not the one. The He's one trying to do a good thing by uh, on the good means. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see paladins going and digging up people's graves to hide things. No, no. <laughs> That's, no. But you know what? That's, I have a, a God knows what eldritch abomination in a teapot. <laughs> uh, some rando comes by and kicks this thing over. Mm-hmm. There's no telling the world-ending problems that could be happening. Mm-hmm. So you you say you don't really like there is no. It depends on the PC. Nothing's easier or so. I guess what I'm I'm thinking is when I ask that question is, if I'm at a table with a bunch of people and I role play a man, there aren't as many landmines I can step on. Then if I'm at a table with a bunch of people and I role play a woman, 
there's a lot more. Like I can be called sexist. I could be, you know, pig, you're cringy, you're, you know, you're being gross, you're being creepy. I, there's a lot more things I could inadvertently me... do to piss off people at a table if I RP a, RP a woman poorly. There is an inherent bias that men do more of that stuff. And I have a thing that mm -hmm. I want to, to reference in regards to that. Okay. So uh, you can go on the RPG horror story subreddit or really anywhere that talks about RPGs. And you will find horror stories of dudes playing as women that do things that are just like nauseating. You know, they're like, oh, you know, she sits at the table and just pushes her boobs out all over the place. You got this super, it's just like, dude, shut up. All right. It's not a, a relevant thing to the situation 99.9% .9 of the times. Mm -hmm. But women do do things like that for different reasons. Like I had a good friend of mine talk about her husband that, you know, she'd be like, oh, you know, and I start leaving my shirt unbuttoned just to kind of flirt with him. And it's like, yeah, no, that, that's what you do when you're trying to. When one is seeking a mate, these are the <laughs> the actions that take place. But women do get a, a bunch of leeway. There was an episode of Critical Role where they had a guest player. And several times throughout the course of the, the episodes that they were a part of, they would say that their character is aroused. And they were a woman playing a female character. And I'm like, if that was a dude who was like, mm -hmm. my character gets a boner. Like, mm -hmm. that that would not go over well at all. And that is quite possibly the most popular role-playing thing that people consume media of that aren't actually playing. Yeah, but that wasn't... If it was a man playing a, a female PC that said, I'm aroused, or if it was a woman RPing a male PC saying, I have a boner, I think people would look at them oddly regardless. I have not seen any... Granted... I don't follow specifically in the, the critical role areas, but I have not seen any commentary to that point. Like, everybody just kind of laughs because it was a joke. Mm -hmm. But, like, if, I, if I'm going around like, ha ha, boner. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. <laughs> but you're going to laugh because we're coming up on our fourth friend anniversary. The... I imagine you're doing six guns when you say it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe like that super wide stance with a hua. <laughs> yes. So because like, I know you. If this was like I don't know you, and you're doing this at the table in the first session, I'm gonna go. Okay, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and for it specifically to defend them a little bit after I've uh, thrown shade, I don't know their relationship of players to players. Like I know mm -hmm. that they know each other obviously on some level. I don't know how long they've known each other. I don't know how long. Like they may have put, done other things together or played like other games. Or been, relationship yeah. Together. So yeah. like just like me sitting at the table with you and saying "haha boner" between them as a friend group, that's fine. But specifically in their case, with it being a show that people like fifty thousand people watch live every week, mm -hmm. like that should probably not have happened. But mm -hmm. it's a perfect example of stuff that does happen at a table, and. In this situation, a woman getting away with it because woman. Woman. Yes. True enough. All right. Uh... So when you play as a dude and you're like, ha ha, I'm going to go sleep with the barmaid. You know, they just kind of like, ha ha.
I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, fine. As long as you're not, like, hitting on another player at the table trying to force that. If it's an NPC, That's have a... fun. I'm going to fade to black. I don't care. That's yeah, a whole, a other, whole other thing. That's a whole nother episode, that whole thing. I don't care. I, I don't care if my if, if I'm a GM and my players want to, you know, actually have a, a well-rounded PC that engages in sex. It's not taboo. It's okay. I just don't need to have it narrated out or described in detail. Have fun. You bang a barmaid. God bless. And I'm going to move on. But I know other tables that, again, a whole new thing because other tables are like, no, we don't do that part. This is Disney RPG. Disney RPG. We're making it clean here. <laughs> Disney Shadowrun, otherwise known as a white hat table. I feel attacked. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on, on any of this that we've, uh, Bams and I have been discussing besides Boner and a six gun? I mean, you kind of lost me at, at Boner with the six gun, but it does it does make sense. Like that, there is a lot that we can get away with as players in regards to this kind of thing when we know the table. It's it goes back to the old adage: read the room. And I think that's why we had so many problems on the LCs, and why LCs have gone from the runner hub model towards Zakara's model, where you vet the absolute fuck out of every one of your players, so you specifically don't run into this kind of issue. And that's that's the problem with the internet and the problem with LCs in general is, okay, here's a bunch of people who don't get to play Shadowrun. There's a reason that a bunch of them don't play Shadowrun. It's because they're terrible people. <laughs> So I, I have, would argue they're not necessarily terrible people, but they don't have any self-control when it comes to these kinds yes. of things. Absolutely. So I uh, I hold myself to a higher standard, and that's why, like, I even when I'm at a table with people I'm comfortable with, like the the without a net table, I'm extremely comfortable with y'all. I will not play a female character unless I am directed to. Even if, like, I could get away with, oh yes, I, I am strangely aroused by doing this thing, and I'm gonna say it in exactly that word because you're gonna think it's funny as hell, and so, so am I. Boner. Boner. <laughs> Every time you say I, it, I think Scott. <laughs> I, I would, I would definitely say for a product, I wouldn't play a female character because I feel like no. there are there, are, like, even as much as you try there you fall into weird pitfalls of mm -hmm. how am i betraying this character and this is for an audience so i definitely would not i yeah, would i would stay closer to my comfort zone i think a podcast uh, being a product is i will i won't play a male character on a podcast i'm always going to play a female character on a podcast i'm just i think the voice confusion i, I just it's a it's a listener that's trying to listen and, and if I tell them I'm, you know, a six, eight, 300 pound troll, they're not going to, they're going to hear my voice and go, I'm sorry, but you just broke immersion. So, well, just you just need happen. to do a funny voice. I can't do voices. We know this. Just get a cup and do a baby. I leave voices to Oz. Oz does the voice work. I'm now picturing the 300 pound troll guy with the, with the street Sam, with the street Sam, with the gun, and it just has the baby voice <laughs> all the time. <laughs> It's great. That is do it. That is a great trope of like um 
to like the big guy with the the squeaky voice, like mm-hmm. the Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's Mike Tyson. Um, I right, mean, so... <laughs> what's um, he gonna do? Have like a an aneurysm at me? Right. So I think when uh, so when I make a character, I think it's just a, a de facto. If it's an online game with people I don't know, I'm gonna put the M. I'm gonna say it's a male character. I'm gonna describe it as a male character, and I'm gonna try to act as non-sexual as possible when i play a female character i'm going to describe it as a female character and i don't take away sexuality or insert it overly it's just whatever it just chips fall where they may which we did that with mary sue in the valentine she had a relationship but it wasn't like in your face we didn't have to get into it uh you forced it into my face oh that sounds bad phrasing but when it's with a male character but for the most part when I play a character, I'm just, it's very, um, I think for the most part, when I play, it's genderless. It doesn't matter what it is. Because it really doesn't matter. Now, with Mary Sue, it was very distinct. You had to be this. And in the Aliens game with Mason, Mason, I think, could go either way. Honestly, when in, in our Aliens game, I think Mason could go either way. She could be male or female. The way I'm playing that, I don't think you really know, and I don't think it really matters, except when the GM or the Geiger counter says she. That's she probably be, the only time we really know. She could be male or female, but you know what she is? Yeah. A Marine. A Marine. Yeah. That, that is that is the gender for the Aliens game, yeah. is Marine. The core takes that from you. Oh, yeah. I haven't the listened takes to that game gender. yet. <laughs> Oh, I'm a terrible person. I need so to listen great. to it. Private Hammer is an excellent, excellent uh, Marine. I've heard, things about, I've heard things about Private Hammer, honestly. Yo. It's a Marine that does what they're told. Anyway. Private <laughs> Hammer. Good news is, is, I think episode two of Aliens is out by the time this is out. So go listen to that, good. too. Go listen to that, too. You're shilling on this. Uh, it's a good thing we're wrapping up out of character. There's only um, yeah, we're wrapping it up. It's the almost the end of the year. You aren't going to continue. Well, I haven't really thought about it. We're going to do a retrospective at the uh, uh, in December. We're going to record a, a retrospective and we're going to discuss and see what's what. Yeah, I think I haven't decided whether or not to keep going on or not. So yeah, we're wrapping up right now. The experiment is nearing its end. We just haven't discussed where we're going to go from here. So, given our society, since Oz eloquently stated earlier, we live in one, we're moving to a society where gender is no longer male-female. We're more fluid than that. There's, it's just, we don't need just those two options, just those two labels. It's way more than that. It's a bigger thing. Do you think RPGs are going to start to go to that to where we're not going to have that little check the box for male or female, put the M or the F. Are we going to see RPGs move like all of them moving towards this? Let's just eliminate that box completely. I think we've already seen this somewhat. In what? In what system? In I don't think there's any like official, but Mm -hmm. no system calls out you have to be a male or a female. No, no at system. Not, well, no. They, when you look at a character sheet, there is the line. That says gender. It doesn't say yes. female, male. And, it says yes. gender. And But typically, people have 
Typically, yes, it's I, I, I agree. male or female. Do you think RPGs are going to kind of just eliminate that out of it completely? Like, just remove gender out of the conversation completely. Let's take it out of the book. Let's not refer to he or she in the book. It's they or them or the new one, the the X, H-E or X-E, that one. X-I-R, Zer. Um, thank you, Zer. Are we going to move to that? Or are we just eliminating it completely? It's not even part of the character sheet. It's just you describe what you are. That's it. Are we going to see RPGs catch up? I, I think we are. And and we have kind of already seen this. There are systems that are coming out that they specifically call out that like we're, we're not getting into that because we as players, it doesn't matter as much. Just as long as you are being respectful then it doesn't matter what you play as. But what is respectful is typically that's decided by the table. Bams? There are several systems that already kind of do that. Um, mm-hmm. Shadowrun, for example, you can get any number of biological, cybernetic, or other modifications done. And stuff is so easily uh, so easily available. I make the joke that if you have enough money, you can go down to the body shop on Friday, go party as whatever you want, and then get surgery undone to go back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. There was a, a situation one time where I had a person, this was a, a runner-up story, send into the character creation mod mail about how they were a... They were a transgender lesbian, and so was their character, and they wanted to know if they could take negative qualities to get karma for it. And it was my response was simply, no, those things are not seen as negatives in Shadowrun. Like, they're just not, because your your appearance, your identity, your sexuality, and your gender are all up for grabs. Like, I can go slot a chip, and you can think that I'm Marilyn Monroe, or I could think I'm Marilyn Monroe, and just kind of go party that way all weekend that's actually one of the it's not marilyn monroe but one of the the dream chipper from second or third edition i think it was people got slotted with all of these old famous people's chips and they started acting like them blades in the dark has you get xp based upon three things at the end of it and one of them is role playing your uh i want to say it's heritage or background something like that which is whether or not your uh, your species and that kind of stuff come into play, or if you uh, if you brought them forward, if they came into the role play, then you get the more experience for that. D and D Fifth Edition is moving that way with their big push with Tasha's and how they are reworking races and stuff. Um, I don't remember exactly what it says in the description part, but there's several RPGs that have been like, you know, just describe what your character looks like. There is. In Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition, there is a thin blood formula that when you drink it, if you make the appropriate roll, you rouse the next evening as your idealized form, just based upon like your how you would idealize yourself, not specifically like for what you are, but for what you what you want to be. I'll be real curious to see what Cyberpunk does when that is actually is that out yet? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, like the the tabletop one, not the 
Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, Cyberpunk Red is. I don't think it has anything in there mm-hmm. specifically about character creation. They have pre-mades, I think. Given the stuff that they have said for the the video game, I would not be surprised if they had similar stuff for the the tabletop. At the very least, they'll reuse a lot of the art assets, I'm sure, because that's just it's just smart business. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. There is in Starfinder. This is actually a thing that irks me. There are two potions, one of which is a potion that you drink and then it changes your appearance. Cool, right? There's a second one that when you drink it, it changes your gender. And it's like, well, why is that not the same potion? Like it's it's cool that it's there and it carry and it calls it out specifically, but like they could easily be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff is cropping up in gaming. Like it's around, it's out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about like Pathfinder 2 or some of the other games, but any like high magic setting has that kind of stuff. Because you just like I I cast Polymorph and now you're whatever whatever you want with Polymorph. I believe there was a Shadowrun character that I heard about on the Arcology where it was a I think it was a a dude character that had a physical mask on themselves to look like a female, and it was just like that's. Like I think they ended up like quickening it or whatever, so that it was a permanent illusion. But um, that kind of stuff exists and is becoming more common, which is good. Takar, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I think Bam's already pretty much covered it. I think a lot of that stuff already exists. A lot of that stuff is there already. Um, and more and more systems are adopting that kind of stuff, so there will be changes coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think we're, we'll start to see that evolve as well. It'll be interesting to see, and I think um, I think possibly challenge yourself as a as a player next time you make a, a character. Don't put male or or female, and just try to play it however it is, and see how people interpret it. What are you? Or be androgynous, or be fluid be something else there are no longer just the the two choices anymore so i thank you all for joining me today and talking about this did you guys learn anything new anything different anything that surprised you or has it made you think of how you role play or or anything about you know that would affect your gaming in the future you know i'm thinking the next time that a, I mean, actually, I've got a, a D&D game that's probably going to start soon. Uh, I've got a Warforged fighter that I've made, and I think I, I think I'm going to go the androgynous route with it and and see see how he plays out. I mean, I'm kind of cheating because it's a Warforged, mm-hmm. and this is my Hiss Army Knife character because mm-hmm. I don't do anything seriously. But I, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how it identifies it would also be a good opportunity for you for that character to explore the idea of gender and maybe Hmm. choose one for itself down the line yes i agree especially because it's yeah there's there's a lot of questions it's asking so they're they're throw that one on the pile (laughs) bams oh i mean you started off with that i was pretty great at everything i do so Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not specifically. 
it, I guess the the thing that it did bring the is thinking about how many systems do already support something like that, like with the the Starfinder, the Shadowrun, the Blades, the, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And just kind of keeping an idea for things along those lines. I would be real interested to see if there is something more specific in D and D because they're like the most popular system out there to see what they do as their next big push in that area. There are definitely situations specifically where D and D where it was done with some sort of bad taste. There is the, the girdle of masculinity and femininity, which like cursed item, put it on changes your flips, your gender. There was a trap in old school, uh, tomb of horrors that if you triggered it, it would, it would change your alignment. It would change your gender. It would change uh, like two or three other things. And I remember specifically because it was like a trapped door and my friend set it off and uh, it made his character a woman. And then he got teleported back to the beginning of the dungeon and ran through the entire dungeon again. And then did it like three or four times to try and get his character back to where it belonged. Air quotes belonged. There is another trap in Tomb of Annihilation. Is that the one on Schultz? That if you drink this water and of the list of things that it could do, one of them is changing your gender. I would be curious to see if those things get completely taken out. Because mm-hmm. like with the right with the right group and the right people, it could be something that is interesting to play through. But at the same time, is that something that like I don't want to say it needs to be in the game? Because like if there is like if you want to play through a transgender character or storyline, like that's something you can talk to the GM, the storyteller, whatever about, and they can work that stuff into the game. Whereas stuff like those D and D specific things, um, there's no consent. It, it's less, I, yeah, basically like that stuff that happens. It's specifically in the two published modules. Like, sure, a GM cannot put that cursed girdle in front of you, but. Actually, I think there was a thing in the Order of the Stick, too, with, involving that that I remember from Gen Con yes. forever ago. Mm-hmm. Forever ago. But it's like having that in there as, I guess, a consequence is the right terminology. I don't know. I'd just be interested to see if, like, 6th edition has the girdle and the DMs. The DMG is, like, under the magic items or whatever. Takara? I don't have a lot to add. Like, this is a topic that gets brought up now and again and it's 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 a touching it's it's often brought up in the case of like a male playing a female um i wish actually we'd been able to get somebody who was female who plays primarily male characters that would have been an interesting uh conversation Mm -hmm. to have too but uh all i can say is like i can i can say like treat you, you have to kind of treat that stuff with with respect and it's it's hard and like you said that i treated lunar with respect i don't know i tried to i think i failed in some places luna is a character that has retired and because she became really hard to play and that character i would do it differently now i would do i would do things differently i might even make her male because i think i could probably portray that now and that might have been a more interesting 
more interesting character. The abused female is a trope that gets thrown around a lot. Um, so, you know, there, there's... You said I had it respect. Um, I have to take your word for that, and I appreciate that, but I think I failed in a lot of cases with that character, and I wish I had done something differently. And I have since made other characters who are, I feel, better, more respectful to the gender which I'm trying to portray. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, thank you all again for joining me in, in doing this discussion, and it'll be interesting to hear what other comments people have after they listen to this, what their experience has been. Uh, you can definitely find us on the Without a Net server and post those um, observations in the uh, latest episode channel on that server. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time on the next Out of Character. Boner. <laughs> hey. <laughs> great, great, but if you don't put that in at the end, that'd be, that'd be terrible. <laughs> totally do that. <laughs> <laughs>